The stars at night are big and bright. Deep in the heart of hockey. Hi, I'm Carolyn. And I'm Marin. And this is Deep in the Heart of Hockey. <laughs> two for two! <laughs> Deep in the Heart of Hockey, a podcast about the Dallas Stars, fancy stats, and general shenanigans. The general shenanigans being that Carolyn has ceased to be able to say the word hockey. <laughs> that was our second intro, just so that, you know. That was, because the first intro of Marin was not recording. <laughs> It is March 24th, and this is our 93rd podcast. 93rd podcast! Or the hyphenated last name podcast. Because it, Ryan Nugent Hopkins also wears <laughs> 93. That's where that was going. I didn't, I mean, like, let's, I gotta tell you though, we're gonna have to find a number, a different 97, because I refuse. You, I'm sure, I believe in your Google abilities. Oh my god, I'm doing it right now, honestly. <laughs> we got like three months to worry about that. I, three months? months? Two months, in fact, to worry uh, about Oh no, he's the only one that wears it right now. <laughs> uh, it's the Jeremy Rennick podcast, number 97. Oh, he wore, he, is, that, is that better? I never watched him play, I don't give a shit. I don't really like him as a person. Uh, no, me neither, but fine, whatever. Okay. Why am I borrowing future trouble? Let's just talk about this one. <laughs> you know who has perfect eyebrows? Ryan Nugent Hopkins. That's, that is true. That is true. May we all aspire to his level of brow. I mean, they're, I don't know if you've looked at them ever, but they actually are quite good. You know, he's one of those guys that you fe- I feel like you could take his face and like... I think he'd be really pretty in drag. Mm, yeah. Yes, I could see that. I'm trying to think now who else would be a really pretty drag queen. In Did I ever tell you about the time that I uh, met some of the Oilers in person? <laughs> no, maybe. Okay, so the first year that I was a hockey fan was also the year of the lockout, as you are well aware. And the season after that, um, I had I had decided I was going to be an Oilers fan because I had gone to see some games in Oklahoma City and I saw the kid line and I was like, oh man, these guys are blah, 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 whatever. So I decided I was going to be an Oilers fan. So the Oilers had their, uh, one of their preseason games down in Oklahoma City because of the, like they were, you know, that's where the Barons were at the time. Mm-hmm. So, um, my friend and I road tripped up to Oklahoma City because I had moved to Austin by that point or San Antonio by that point. So we road tripped up up to Oklahoma City and went to the game. And uh, we were they they were staying in a hotel across the street from the arena. So we stood in front of the arena and just watched them walk in. And Taylor Hall walked in, and I got him to sign my jersey and really talked very high-pitched and squeaky. And Ryan Smith walked in, and I got a picture with him because, you know, thank you, Smitty. And then um, there were a group of scratched Oilers that were sitting at the top of the arena. So my friend and I walked all the way up there and got them to sign uh, our ticket. So I have my ticket signed by R&H and Andrew Ference and um, I think Ben Eager was also on the team at the time. And uh, Ben Eager of the, uh, the one of the cup-winning teams for the Chicago Blackhawks. 
Oh, some other people I don't remember. But <laughs> RNH and Andrew Fairness are the ones I was actually excited about. Well, that's cool. Yeah. So that's my, that's the only, that, those are the two things I know about RNH. One, oh, well, three. He's a great center. <laughs> two, he's got perfect eyebrows. Three, I met him one time in Oklahoma City. <laughs> four, probably would be a really great drag queen. Uh, four, four, he's got um, a golden retriever because I follow his girlfriend or his fiance now, I guess, on Instagram. Good dogs of the NHL. Indeed. I feel like that should maybe be a segment in off season. Ooh. 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 I think it should not. not I mean, like, we can, we can make it a segment. I feel like we should just do a series of posts. Okay. We can do that. Because that way Stay we can show pictures of these hot, good hot dogs. off season content. Yeah, y'all. Get excited. Get hype. <laughs> well, we do still have a season going on. And I feel like I know. I, I guess I should ask you this very, very important question. Stop talking Mary. about the Oilers. Okay, go. If your fiance or your significant other proposed to you via Victor E. Green, would you accept? Uh, if my fiance, or no, sorry, well, if my wanted to be my fiance, boyfriend or girlfriend, uh, proposed to me in like a public forum that wasn't like a quiet restaurant. I would say no, just because that means they don't know me very well. <laughs> uh, I never in my life want to be on a Jumbotron having somebody propose to me. I do not want a mascot to be involved because mascots in general freak me out quite a bit. <laughs> um, and like, I mean, I also, I have not seen a video of this event. I've only seen a picture and I know it happened. But like, if, if. At any point, Victory Green did the pelvic thrust thing that he does with his middle section. Like, there there goes my entire engagement story fucking ruined, right? Like, who wants this? Who looks at all of creation and says, you know what I really need to make this proposal perfect is a giant green pelvic thrusting alien. Okay, like, hang on. I just had, I just had a thought. Oh, God, what? I need to share it with you. Oh, Jesus, what? What if a Flyers fan proposed to their significant other by making Gritty hide the ring in his belly button? Oh, oh, (laughs) that ring would stay there forever. (laughs) Like, Gritty's funny, but his belly button is weird and creepy. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry, I just had to I don't know why you would bring this up and make make me think about this. <laughs> Cuz I had to share it. Pain is better when shared. Uh You're fired as a friend. <laughs> Speaking of pain. Yes. The Dallas Stars. Yes. Won 3 and 1 in their last 5. So, that's super good. Is it Carolyn? Is it super good? And you know who has been a healthy scratch for a couple of those? Do you know that their last five were all at home where they're supposed to be better? I did. I did know that. And now we're going to play four games on the road where they're not as good. Mm-hmm. Traditionally. Mm-hmm. Now, if they wanted to prove us all wrong and just go on a four-game win streak on the road, that'd be cool. But they're starting out in Winnipeg, so I don't know how that's going to happen. They've had Winnipeg's number this season, but also... I'll believe it when I fucking see it. (laughs) 
<laughs> I mean, I'm kind of with you. I'm kind of with you on that one. So let's talk about Jason Spezza and the absolute gross unfairness of this of this occurrence. So, I mean, I don't don't get me wrong. Jason Spezza hasn't been good this year. Like, I don't think anybody would qualify him as good. I'm gonna fight you this year specifically. I'm gonna fight you. Okay, feel free. He is not as bad as some of the people still playing. Here's the thing. Jason Spezza, while he does score goals, is passy. And if he's passing to shit teammates on the fourth line with, like, I mean, he doesn't have, he hasn't been paired with people who have been able to do much of anything with what he's constructing. Do you want to guess where Jason Spezza ranks on the team in total points? Not really, no, because I feel like it's going to make me sad. Come on, just throw out a number. There are, per hockeyreference.com, there are 38 people on the team who have had minutes. Um, two of those are goalies. Three of those are goalies. So, Is prob- it 30? No. Is it higher or lower? Higher. As in, like, 38? No, no, no. Like, 1 through 30, he is better than 30. Oh, he's better than 30. I thought you, when you said higher, I thought you meant, like, up to 38. Yeah, yeah. The The total number of players are 38. No, I know. When okay. you said higher, I thought you meant, like, I guess I was thinking a higher number, not a lower rank, is the problem there. That's okay. what my Makes brain sense. was doing. Um. Okay. Uh, okay. This is going to be my final guess, and I'm saying 19. That is incorrect. What is it? Jason Spezza ranks seventh on the team in total points. Why is he being healthy scratched? <laughs> I don't understand. Well, you know, when you gotta get Blake Como into a game, you gotta get Blake Como into a game. I hate everything about this team right now. That's not true. I hate so many things. Do you know what Jason Spezza's shooting percentage is right now? No, I don't. 7.5. Gross. Do you know what Jason Spezza's career shooting percentage is? No. I don't keep these things memorized. Uh, 13.9. Or sorry, sorry. That's incorrect. That was with Ottawa. 12.8. And with Dallas, including last year, which was his worst year ever, it's a 10.1. <sighs> yeah. It's almost, it's almost like something's, he's a little off. What are you suggesting? I'm suggesting that maybe if you play him more, he might regress a little bit. It's almost like Tyler Sagan was shooting at 7% for most of the season. Yes. And now he's shooting at 9.4. Yes. And don't get me wrong, Jason Spezza has a third of the shots of Tyler Sagan. Because, as you stated, Spezza is passy, not shooty. But 7.5 is really low for him. Yes. So why wouldn't you play that percentage? Especially on the power play where he is one of the most effective people. (laughs) Because they'd rather scratch him. Monty would rather scratch him for perceived wrongs than play Blake Como instead. Jason Spezza has murderized in uh, in his picture on Hockey Reference. Well, this kind of brings me... 
to my second little stars point. We do have plenty of stars reader questions, so we'll get to talk more about them. Cool. Can't wait. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Did that sound unenthusiastic? I meant, yay! (laughs) And I'm going to be super duper honest here. I didn't bother clicking the link because I know what it's going to say. But there are more pieces going around and more interviews with Monty going around about the star's identity. The attempt to brand this team as a good defensive quality over quantity team is such horseshit (laughs) that Jim White's should have a press conference about that. Quality over quantity doesn't work. No. And frankly, if the Stars were a quality over quantity team, they wouldn't rank less than average in quality. No. You can't call yourself a quality team if you're not putting up fucking quality. No. And you can't call yourself a quality team if you don't have a power play either. Because you know what that is? That is literal quality time. That is the time to make quality. Because you have you have the advantage. You mean you're supposed to get more than one shot on goal in four minutes of power play time? Generally a good idea, yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you sure? I mean, let me hang on. Let me let me call up my hockey experts. Um Yeah, they say yeah. So what we're saying is last night's game was actually pretty bad as far as power plays go. Um considering they had one shot on goal. They scored nothing and gave up a shorthanded chance. Not just a shorthanded chance. A shorthanded goal. Yes. There was an actual shorthanded goal that was scored. I'm going to go with, yeah, that was bad. Yeah. It was, wasn't it? I hate them so much. Yeah. I Wasn't the shorthanded goal that fucking spinorama goal, too? I didn't get to see it, so I... Oh, it was. I just looked it up. Oh. I hate McCann. <laughs> so, just so you know, Dallas was up to 97% chance to make the playoffs earlier this week. Now they're down at 90%. I mean, okay, let's... 90% is still a good percent. Still but... a good percent. But Colorado has gained approximately 10%? Seven, nobody, no, 15% in listen, the last two days. Nobody likes your percents. You need to stop. Oh. I'm just kidding. Don't stop. I mean, like, they listen, <laughs> they listen to this podcast for this bullshit. Like, just keep going, I guess. But gross is all I have to say. You want to you wanna do something fun? Let's look at the sadness graph. <laughs> Yeah, let's do it. Where do you get sadness? There we go. Oh, man. Ottawa, 100% guaranteed sadness. That's... How are they at 100%? Oh, wait. Never mind. I remember. Dallas climbed up to 9%. Yep. CBJ is at 50. That hurts. CBJ has been terrible recently. I know. I... (laughs) They were doing okay for a little while, and then all of a sudden it was really bad. Yeah. Uh, Chicago being at 83% just fills me with a lot of joy, though. Like, a lot of schadenfreude joy. 
Anaheim being a 72, also a lot of joy. You know what's pretty great, what I'm feeling very happy about? What's that? Carolina being pretty much a playoff lock. I love Carolina right now, and always, but they're... um. The surge the other night, or was it last night, when they did the the basketball goal? Oh, so Man, cute. that was so cute. And then, like, I don't know who this was because I don't follow any of the Carolina, like, hockey people, but somebody was saying that, like, one of the players said that this is the most fun he's ever had playing hockey. Yes! And I, like, my heart grew, like, three sizes. And like you look at that picture, that that wide angle shot that they got of all of them as the goal, the, as the, as he's jumping up to take the shot, and like the smiles on their faces, I just it just it's so adorable, and I just don't understand why anybody would want to shit on that. Like they're just, it's just so lovely. They're so adorable. I love them. I love them. Well, don't you rem- don't forget, Marin, hockey is not for fun. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I it guess. Is, it is deathly serious. It is not a game or an entertainment. Have you heard about uh, the special beer that they're serving in Carolina right now? What? Oh, my God. You haven't heard about this? I'm so pleased to be able to tell you. Uh, the Carolina Hurricanes have a new beer that they're serving in their arena called Sour Cherry Cider. <laughs> 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 Isn't that beautiful? It's so good. It's I love so it. Good. I love it. I mean, obviously, it's a very pointed shot at Don Cherry for calling them a bunch of jerks, but man, I just think it's so cute. <laughs> I am a hundred percent on the Carolina train for however long it lasts. Like officially, deep in the heart of hockey, approved Carolina Hurricanes. Oh, yeah, I am also on this, I'm also on this train. I've never really cared too much about them before one way or the other. I didn't hate them or love them, but no, like, the surge has made me absolutely adore them. I still want the Lightning to win the cup. Like, I I really do want that. But, like, also, go as far as you can! (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I want the Stars to win the cup, but I'm also very pragmatic. Um, And also, I mean, okay. I really want Jamie Ben to win a cup, but I at this point in time I don't want him to win it. <laughs> I don't want them to win it this year because I don't want anything that Monty is doing to be proved right. You know what? The only <sighs> thing I would get out of the stars winning this year is that everybody else might try to be a quality <laughs> quotes quality over quantity quality over quantity team with a heavy defense identity. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> when really all it is is we've got two goalies who are vezin a caliber play right now. I swear to God. I just want to take this goaltending and give it to the twin. I want to travel back in time with Bishop and Q Dobin and just be like, here, 2015 16 stars. This is my gift to you. Go win the cup. Mm-hmm. They deserved it so much. They fucking did. And not, I mean, like, I don't want to shit all over Kari Lettman, but... He tried real hard. He tried real hard. He tried real hard, but he just wasn't... And I think the people don't understand. Here's a thing that, like, I... I and I'm... This was a couple years ago that I did this analysis. Um, but... Kari, before his big concussion, 
was actually a very, very good goalie. Like when yes. he signed his extension, it made a lot of sense because the numbers he were putting up were consistent and really good. Yes. I mean, not like, you know, Vezina winning, but certainly, you know, top 10 goalie kind of numbers. And it made a lot of sense. And then he got that concussion almost like a couple months after he signed the contract. Yeah, it was very unfortunately timed. And he has not he has not been the same goaltender since. A, you can see like a precipitous drop off in his ability, at, like in his abilities. Mm-hmm. And it it's really sad. It is. It absolutely is. So like people who, you know, we definitely have bitched about our goaltending enough, but at the same time, you and I both like understand that it wasn't like Kari was just bad necessarily. <laughs> like, yeah, no. And if if I ever if I ever complain about our our goaltending in the 2015-16 season, I'm not throwing Kari Lettinen under a bus because I know that he did what he could with what he had. And that team was just really bad in a lot of ways, but also they were, really yeah, they were very defensively leaky. He had actually really good goaltending numbers when you pro or pretty decent goaltending numbers, I should say, when you bring in the their defense, but at the same time, it wasn't what we needed at the time. No, it was not it no, because he wasn't he he was a decent goaltender. Mm-hmm. And behind a more defensively minded team, he would have done just fine. Mm-hmm. What we needed was, like, Henrik Lundqvist, like, literally saving the game every single night level yeah. goaltending. And that yeah. wasn't something, and that wasn't something that Kari Lennon could provide. Right. So. And it's not his fault, but it's not anybody's fault. It was just a shitty yeah. confluence of circumstances. It was. I mean, I guess it's the fault of whoever concussed him. I which I don't remember now. I don't. I don't either. Let's look that up real quick. Could have even just been one of those like ran into the pole or got hit in the head with a puck or something. Nope, it was Aracala. Oh no! Aracala ran him over, and they hit each other helmet to helmet. That sucks. Yep. In March 2014, it was literally five years ago. This month. Well, do you want to talk about something that will make us a little bit happier? Is it Schadenfreude? It is. It is yeah, the you pleasure know how much I love. in other people's misfortune. I love taking pleasure in other people's misfortune. This is literally my favorite thing. Let's go! <laughs> well, there were two things that happened this week that just made me kind of go, Are you serious? The first, of course, involves the Edmonton Oilers, where I think in front of a bunch of season ticket holders, like it was a fan event, uh, Bob Nicholson decided to blame the Oilers' lack of playoff contention on Tobias Ryder, who has had zero goals this year. You know, that that is a true thing. Okay, so we're talking to, presumably, a bunch of Stars fans. Why don't you tell people about Tobias Ryder as a player so he, so that they truly understand what we're talking about here? Oh, so Tobias Reader, my bad. I had spelled his name wrong. 
Oh, okay. Um, I was like, a, I, do you say it right or I don't even know? He's a 26-year-old German. He was actually, if I remember correctly, drafted by the Oilers, but then traded to Arizona for some reason, for like a player. Um, and then that player never really played for Edmonton, but he spent um, three and a half seasons with Arizona before being built at a, dealt at the deadline. And in his... Three years with Arizona, he never scored less than uh, 13 goals. Um, The year he got traded and split time, he scored 12 goals. And then this year, he has zero goals. So one of these things is unusual. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder what it has to do with. He is best known as kind of a, I wouldn't say two-way forward, more of like a defensive forward. He plays a ton on the penalty kill. He's a really well-known as penalty kill specialist. He's apparently been nominated pretty well for the Bing every year. So nice guy. Oh, that's adorable. <laughs> uh, yeah, Bing. He's came in. This is hilarious. He came in uh, 25th for the Bing in 16-17. He actually got a couple of Selkie votes. I mean, he ended up 48th, but like some sort of Selkie vote on, in 2016-17. And then got nominated, uh, came in 23rd for the Bing in 17-18. Do you know what the Oilers' goal differential is right now? Uh, no, I do not. I want you to guess, because I just looked it up and I'm laughing hysterically <sighs> on I the inside. I saw something about it. So, 30? You're real close. You're in the right, you're in the right 10, 10, like, you're in the right, I want to say decade, but it's not <laughs> a decade. You're in Death the right Isle? first number. Um, 35. 37. So Nicholson's assertion was that 10 or 12 goals out of Tobias Reader would have gotten them into the playoffs. They still would have been negative. Even if he, even if he scored 13. <laughs> They still would have been at negative 24. Even if he scored his career high of 16. <laughs> He's, they still would have fucked. Yeah. The idea that you're going to blame it on a guy that goes out and plays like, what, third line minutes? The idea that you're going to blame it on a player and not the entire organization of shit is they ridiculous. They fired their fucking GM. And this is what Nicholson is coming out with. Yeah. Yeah. It's ridiculous. They fired Pete Chiarelli? When did they do that? We already had a whole fucking podcast about it, babe. Uh, I've, I've, I've slept since then. <laughs> they did that a couple months ago. Oh, they Oh, that's right. Yeah, no. Like I said, I have slept since then. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's an article in USA Today that is solely titled... Ex Oilers GM did a pathetic job despite having McDavid. <laughs> oh God, that's so true. Don't you love it when you forget the stupid shit that other people have done, and then you get to find out all about it and be happy again? I get to relive the joy. It's the best. I have the worst memory ever in my <laughs> life. So yeah, no, it's really great to be able to relive joy every now and then. That was beautiful. No, um, it is. It's so Oilers. It's so Oilers to have somebody 
Just have somebody come out and be like, you know what our problem is? It's this third line guy that we got from this other team who didn't score 10 goals this season. That is clearly the reason that we are not in the playoffs is this one player who plays 13 minutes a game. Like, yeah, let's, let's, let's really get on that one. My favorite thing about this is like, he's also, he also said, Nicholson also said they're not going to resign him. Yep. And they're trashing this right bef- this guy right before they go into free agency. <laughs> and 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 they're doing it all in front of season ticket holders at a season ticket holder event. Like really you're going to throw throw under the bus a guy that these people have all seen play all year and like probably barely remember because he only plays 10 to 13 minutes a night. Like come on. If that. How many minutes is he playing? Uh, I'm looking this up. I've got it right here. Uh, 1240. Okay. So I I was actually pretty close. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, I mean, like, really, really, you're gonna, (laughs) you're gonna, you're gonna throw him under the bus in front of all these season ticket holders. You can probably see straight through your bullshit. Who know who, like, I would, I mean, I'm not saying that everybody knows what the problems are in Edmonton, because Lord knows I've seen Edmonton Oilers fans trying to throw McDavid under the bus, but like, Really? <laughs> I just keep coming back to, really? <laughs> this is what we're doing? <sighs> I love paying just enough attention to the Oilers to be absolutely delighted by the stupid ass shit they do. And like, no more than that. Mm-hmm. Well, not to be outdone, the owner of the Ottawa Senators won. Eugene Melnick decided that he needed to go on the radio to defend his team to the fake fans. Good God. He is so butthurt about being yelled at on social media that he's the one doing all the press. Lord have mercy on his soul. But the best part about this is he goes on the radio, and then minutes later, Senator's Twitter is flooded with a bunch of real fans who have names like John Smith 85723 (laughs) saying stuff like, yeah, been a Sens fan through and through. I hear they have really good deals on sweet packages. What? That's a real fucking tweet! (laughs) Who has the time to do this kind of bullshit? Like, who has the time for these kind of conspiracy theories? I mean, Eugene Melnick, obviously, but like, come on! Who are you fooling? I don't know. Like, no one. The answer is no one. You're not fooling a damn person, so stop it. That's ridiculous. That makes me mad on every person's behalf that was supposed to buy that bullshit. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. So, that's what's happening in, uh... I hear they have great prices on sweet deals! <laughs> what does that even mean? I mean, no, like, like literally, like, sweet packages. Like, the sweets in the fucking, I don't know what arena they play in. Um, what 
Karina do they play in? Are they in the middle of a cornfield? They're well. I, I mean, like they're not in. They're not actually in Ottawa. It's like it's the Canadian Tire Center. Yeah, it's yeah. like out in the middle of nowhere. Well, and I know that there's other shit going on with him behind the scenes too. And I don't know all of the like legal ta-da, doodah kind of thing. But he's currently in a fight with the mayor of Ottawa about trying to get land to build a place downtown. And in large part, I think what happened was he was supposed to go in with some partners, but then the partners like said he wasn't fulfilling his part of the bargain or something like that and they broke away and now he's like well you guys have to give me money and you guys being the city and the city's like fuck you and now he's all like well it's their fault that we can't get a thing built and oh this is also this is part of the same radio interview he um accused ottawa mayor jim watson of mouthing off and implied that the team is better off without traded fan favorites Mar- Matt Duchesne, Mar- Mark Stone, and Ryan Dingle. And said that fans are pissed. Well, yeah. Yeah, they are. <laughs> Every time we feel bad about what the stars are doing, the Oilers and the Senators come through and make me realize it's not so bad. <laughs> yeah, it could be a lot worse. I mean, like, I feel like... Canadian teams in general just get kind of outrageous. Yeah. Well, you want to know what's definitely not outrageous? Um, yes. Astrology! Oh! Yes. <laughs> Let's do this it's thing. It's time for everyone's favorite segment. I don't have a theme song for it yet, but we can make one up on the fly. It's Star's Chart. Is that it? Is that the one? It is now. Is that, that what you're going with? That's Are you going to be able to remember that? Okay, I just went to Wikipedia to look up the roster and started typing in Sadness Chart. <laughs> well, we never know what is going to be on Star's Charts. That's true. That's true. Okay, so Holly, our friend of the podcast, requested fellow Scorpio Rupe Hint. Today, we are getting our weekly horoscopes from astrologyking.com. Excellent. I change it every time, just so you guys realize. That's good, because last time's was not good. Last time's was a lot. It was awful. All right. Scorpio, weekly horoscope for March 25th. Monday through to Friday brings an urge to try something new that can apply to all areas of life, from hobbies to romance. New love is quite possible. An electric or kinky type of attractiveness. No! <laughs> He's bring, a child! <laughs> will bring eccentric types within your range, or you could be attracted to and attract people from cultures or lifestyles different from your own. This is a good time for socializing because of increased popularity and freedom. Saturday and Sunday brings good feelings and generosity, but also the potential for a lack of self-control and unwanted attention. If you are a shy person, this is a good weekend for sharing your feelings and opening up to your loved ones. You should feel more relaxed and sociable. However, take care that your overly generous mood is not taken advantage of. You could become emotionally upset or simply feel out of sorts. So what I'm hearing is that Rupe Hintz is going to take really bad penalties next weekend i'm not i'm not about it not about it not about it okay so i was going to have you do jason spezza and um 
Andrew Cogliano, Jason Spezza, because he needs to be talked about some more, and Andrew Cogliano, because he scored yesterday, but it turns out they both have the same, like, they're within a day of each other. (laughs) So you're just going to read Gemini. (laughs) All right. To cover both. Twinsies. Twinsies. One was born on the 13th of June, and one was on the 14th of June. All right. Gemini Weekly Horoscope. Monday and Tuesday, a more outgoing attitude and a feeling of confidence brings harmonious relationships with friends and family. This is a good time to take the initiative to deal with any relationship problems you've had lately. Maybe, maybe Spezza will make up with Monty. Oh, God. This is also a good time to promote yourself and ask for favors. Other people, especially superiors, will sense your self-confidence and balanced focus. Spetzel's going to get himself back in the lineup. Yeah, well, let's dream big. Wednesday to Sunday is good for relaxation, communication, and spiritual pursuits. Your words become soothing and can actually be healing to others. All of your senses become acute, enabling you to pick up a lot of extra information through your intuition. You may even receive spiritual information through dreams, meditation, your spirit guide, or through chance encounters. This is also a good time for art and creative work. It's always a good time for creative work for Jason Spencer. I agree. Okay, so the third one we're going to do, and this is only because on the broadcast last night, your friend and mine, Daryl Ray, called him Wayne Gretzky. You're going to read Taurus for... Roman Pollock. Oh, man. He was featured last time, but I feel like this is... (laughs) He was called Gretzky last night. (laughs) What the fuck? Okay, there was this one shift where he had two wraparound goal attempts, and he missed both of them, but apparently that was enough to get him called Wayne Gretzky. Do it anyway, and we'll we'll do somebody else next week. Sounds good. Sounds good. All right. Monday to Friday, your social life, love life, and creativity come into focus. Climaxing on Wednesday... Increase <laughs> climaxing on Wednesday. Uh, increased popularity makes it easy to make new friends. Your sexy aura will attract. <laughs> I've made so many mistakes. <laughs> oh, it gets better. Your sexy. There's no way. <laughs> Roland Pollock gets the best ones. Honestly, I'm so horrified. Your sexy aura will attract attention from potential lovers. This he is just a keeps good time saying it. to enjoy extra stimulation and erotic pleasure with a oh, <laughs> Your need for a thrill could be found through sexual experimentation in the bedroom, like role play, dress ups, or toys. I regret. Every decision I've made in my life that led me to this moment where I'm thinking everything I had planned. This is the happy thing right here. I regret everything. Next week in Sunday school, when they ask us for our highs and lows, I don't fucking know what I'm going to say, because this is obviously a low, but I can't tell it to ninth grade girls. So, like, I I want you to know that this is the lowest point of my life thus far. Not that I don't think that anyone should be able to express their joy sexually. I just don't want to think about Roman Pollock at all. He's a hit with the moms. Oh, no! 
breaking up with you. <laughs> and this has been everyone's favorite segment, Stars Charts. It's not my favorite segment. <laughs> it's not. Not anymore. It was. It is not anymore. Okay, so you've already done your happy thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What Do you have a happy thing, Marin? Can you bring some joy back into your life? God, I don't know. I forgot what joy is. <laughs> I mean, like, Woo! the fact that I actually have a new tub and tile on my walls kind of pales in comparison to what just happened. I'm trying to think of, like, fun things that my nibblings have done, but, like, I don't even want to put them in the same brain. I think I need to, like, like, do some breathing exercises here so I can finish this podcast. Second youngest nephew did finally poop in the pot and had a party in the backyard. Good job. Yeah. You know. I mean, Body training is a big accomplishment. My week has been kind of just really rough like and not like in a like a ton of bad shit happened but just like i didn't realize i had been the allergies had hit until thursday and so i was basically sleepwalking through the first half of the week <laughs> and then like finally i realized it was allergies and I was taking allergy pills and i'm just now finally starting to feel better so like my happy things are like i bought my cat's catnip toys and they are mostly chill now so in the two weeks since we have talked, I have lost four people on the team at work. One, because they quit, and three, because they did not quit, but they no longer work there. And I had two plumbers stand me up for, uh, one plumber stood me up twice, uh, and another plumber just stood me up once, um, just trying to get my uh, bathroom looked at and assessed. So, like, it's been a really stressful two weeks. And, like, I, the fact that I actually have the problem on its way to solved, but not totally solved yet, feels like a happy thing. But since I still can't take a shower in my bathroom, it's not really that happy. So, yeah, I don't know what a happy thing is right now. Yeah, yeah. We're just, we're just going for the little victories. I mean, little victory, they they put tile on my wall, and I seriously hate it. Like, they put, I asked for white tile, and I got brown tile. It's tan. And yeah. it's not at all what I asked for. And it's 12 by 12 instead of 4 by 4, which, again, not what I asked for in any way, shape, or form. Not remotely close. But they got halfway through before I saw it, because nobody showed me the tile before they started putting it on my walls. And they were reluctant to pull it off, because... They'd already started, and instead of, you know, making them pull it off, I'm now getting a new vanity. That's my victory. That's my that's my happy thing. I successfully negotiated getting a new vanity from my plumber. Well, good job. Thanks. Way to deal with adversity. I still have I still have ugly tower tile. I'm sorry. I mean, it's really not actually that ugly. It's just not what I wanted. But every time I look at it now, I get to remember the victory of negotiating a new vanity. And I bet if you paint to match, like, go better with the tile, it'll look Oh, yeah, because right now it's still the pink it was when I moved in. And I don't mean, like, tasteful pink. I mean, like, bubblegum pink. It's awful. Yeah, I remember that. 
Yeah, you can just paint and then it'll look great. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it'll look great because it's still brown tile, but it'll look better. I bet you we can figure something out. We can. All right. It'll be fine. Do you want to talk about reader questions? The best Shani in all the land asks, number one, why doesn't Monty parry certain perennial scratch puck moving D-man who can skate well, it's Honka, I'm asking about Honka, with Lindell and Sit Polak. Uh, Lindell. Because they think Polak is Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> because they think Polak is Wayne Gretzky and everybody hates Honka. You know, I was actually, um, links that I did click on this week, Sean Shapiro had a good little, like, mini article about talking with Honka about, like, finding the right mindset. And honestly, like, he sounded, like, he admitted that it was really hard for him at the beginning of the year, but he's, like, actually, like, getting into a place where, like, he's just happy to be skating and helping out the team and, like, all of that. So, like, if the knock on Honka is still... He's being juvenile. Then we're not seeing it. Yeah. So. So. And honestly, I like I'm a bit shocked like they didn't trade him at the trade deadline, like with no desire to play him whatsoever. Yeah, no, I know. I don't understand it. I mean, he's not going to play like that. Like, I think just to like be very realistic about this question, Hawk is done. He's done. Yeah. He's not going to play in the organization ever again unless five defensemen get injured right now. Right. And so he's gone this summer and hopefully he finds success wherever he goes. God's Because this is bullshit. It is. Uh, number two is stars prospect Joseph Ciccone. How do we say that? Why are you asking me? I don't know. Uh, C-E-C-C-O-N-I related to Madonna. Answer, probably not, because they don't spell their last names the same way. Ah, that's lame. Yeah. Madonna's last name, for those who don't know, is also Ciccone, but she spells it C-I-C-C-O-N-E. Oh. If you could be related tangentially, not like sister or brother or anything. Uh Not like brother. (laughs) Not like sister. I guess next sister brother works. Not tangentially related to any pop star. Which one would you want it to be? Um, what what kind of perks are coming with being tangentially related? None. Just saying, this is my cousin. Yeah, I don't really care. Then really, you wouldn't have any pick. I mean, unless being their cousin gets me backstage passes, like I wouldn't want to be. I but I, I have a longer list of people I wouldn't want to be related to than one that I would. <laughs> Like, I don't want to be related to Justin Bieber, for example, but if I were tangentially related to any one of the uh, One Direction boys, that would be great. Okay. Okay. Like, I don't, I don't really, like, if if there's nothing coming with it, I don't really give a shit. Fine. Sorry. Just shoot down my fun question. I'm sorry. Like, I just don't, like, (laughs) if you, if you threw in a perk, I might have an answer. It's just like, if the only thing is me saying I'm related to them. You'd get, like, free dinner or lunch whenever you're in your town. But no tickets to a show. they'd take you out to lunch. Why would If I they're taking know, me out sure. to lunch, why wouldn't they give me tickets to a show? Sure, tickets um, to a show. In that case, um... But not... I, didn't, I meant, like, no, like, big perks. Like, no one's gonna buy you a fucking car. Oh, I don't want... No, I just want to hang out backstage and maybe tangentially meet other famous people. 
who then might buy me a car or a house. <laughs> um, this is gonna be weird, but I think Joey Fatone. I don't think that's weird. Uh, you know, and you know, there, here's why though. It's because a that man always seems like he's having the best time doing whatever it is he's doing, and I think he would be a really fun to have lunch with whenever he blows into my town. <laughs> yeah, and he's got. He knows food. Like he and he knows good restaurants. Not only does he know food, but he knows food that I like. Because when that man spent money to open a restaurant, the restaurant that he opened is Fat Ones, which is a hot dog stand. (laughs) And I'm like, Joey, you are speaking straight to my palate. (laughs) And he also like has a lot of really cool friends. Like he knows so many people. And so many people know him. And I, yeah, no, I think I would like to be related to Joey Fatone. It would mean I would have to be Italian, which I am so not. But, (laughs) yeah, no, probably Joey Fatone. I like it. I like it. What about you? Um, Casey Musgraves. Oh, she's fun. Yeah, I think she'd be a damn good hang. She seems like she would be a very good hang. All right, Randall asks. Same question I have every day. Richie. Why? Because this team has picked their favorites, and one of their favorites is Brett fucking Richie. Along with Blake fucking Como. In fairness, Richie has been scratched once or twice recently. I can't remember what. Uh, uh. But I don't... They think that physical play matters. Yeah, they do. Spoiler. Do not... (laughs) <laughs> if you have more hits in a game you know what it means it means you don't have the puck <laughs> you know what happens when you don't have the puck you can't shoot the puck and when you can't shoot the puck you can't score with the puck and when you can't score you can't fucking win preach <sighs> so anyway that's why Richie Randall that's why Richie Jason of Damn It Jason Fame asks number one it's been four weeks. Are we all just pretending that the Norwegian Hobbit isn't on this team? How dare people forget his handsome face? I have not forgotten, Jason. I have not forgotten. No, I haven't either because he's actually going on this road trip. So yeah. there's a chance he might actually start playing. It's really on cool this road that trip. he did his entire rehab in Dallas or with the team. Yeah, I think so too. Especially since he played... 40 minutes before he was injured. Exactly. And uh, and Henrik Lundqvist went on, a, went on the TV and cried about him being gone. God. And I, I felt kind that of... That would break me. <laughs> okay, so I have, you know, I have this best friend who is a Rangers fan, mm-hmm. and we have, we have not talked about hockey since this happened. <laughs> and it's one of those things where she, she told me to my face, I'm not going up to watch the hockey in Dallas until he's not on the team anymore. And I was like, I get it. I get it. Uh, because then she goes and she sees these videos of fucking Henry Lundquist crying about Matt Zuccarello being gone. And I was like, yeah, dude, if like, if my, if one of my players was traded and Jamie Benn went on TV and was crying about them being gone, I would also not be able to watch whatever team they went to. Like, no, you're right. I get it. No one, no one has forgotten his handsome face, especially not Henrik Lundquist. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I have not forgotten him. He's going on this road trip. 
Well, I feel like, I guess, what what is really happening here, I feel like, is Jason has not been paying attention <laughs> to what's going on with Matt Zuccarello. Or he would also know that Matt Zuccarello is going on this road trip and no one has forgotten about him. <laughs> Call out podcast. <laughs> Sorry, Jason. <laughs> you are the one who has forgotten. Okay, number two. Can a goalie win a Vesna if his team misses the playoffs, especially if the losses primarily come in games he does not play? Uh, no, he can't. And that's not because of a rule or anything. It's because but... they place way too much importance on the on the postseason. Right. And, and like, you see things like a player can't win the Selkie if his team misses the playoffs. A player can't win... The heart if his team misses the playoffs. A player can't win the Norris if his team misses the playoffs. And that's because even though these are individual trophies, they think that an individual team, like an individual player should make up for the rest of the team, which I think we have noted, like the Oilers have proven time and time again, that's not how it works. Right. So the Stars have a 90% chance of getting into the playoffs at this point in time. Do Mm -hmm. we... Assuming they make it in, do we think that Bishop has a chance at the Vesna at all? Yeah, I think I think yeah. I think he could get nominated. The Vesna is different. Um, mm-hmm. Just, I mean, you probably know this, but just for any listeners who might be new to hockey, so unlike um, for all you young hockey players out there, <laughs> for all you young hockey fans out there, unlike most of the awards which are voted on by the PHWA, uh, the Vesna is actually given out by the GMs. So. Even more so than anything else, they place a lot of emphasis on goalie wins. Um, they place a lot of emphasis on team play. And, and not even team play, but like they do like literally wins and shit like that. That things that a goalie can't really control. Okay. Right? Like, because Dallas isn't losing by a lot. You know what I mean? In the games they right. lose. Like, Dallas is losing... 2-1 games. Like, fucking the game against the Avs was 2-1, right? Like, they're not losing by a lot, therefore the goalie stats look good because the goalie is playing well, but they're not winning, and that's not on the goalie. <laughs> uh, do you know what else he's in the running for? The Jennings? Yeah. Yeah! And that's because Kudobin's been great, too! Yeah. The Jennings is really cool. Jennings is given to the top goalie duo in the league. Uh, no. Yes. It's given to the top, to the one, to the one, the, it's given to a single goalie with the lowest goals against. Oh, I thought that was given to the, there's one that's given to the duo. The, the Jennings Go Trophy was given to a duo in 2013. It was given to both, um. Crawford and the fighty goalie. Emery? Emery. Because they both had, they shared the, the title of lowest goals against. Oh, okay. My yeah, bad. But it's it's given to a single goalie. My bad. Yeah, no, it's fine. But yeah, no, he's currently at the top for Yay! Yeah! That said, goals against is still probably a very bad metric. Just not Not arguing. No one's arguing that. Well... Well. well, some people are arguing that. <laughs> some people are wrong. All right, so last question. Uh, David Castillo asks. Thanks, David, for submitting a question. This is my favorite. You were the first person to submit, and you're closing the podcast out, which means it's a good question. 
Montgomery put Brett Ritchie into a game of hockey because they expected demolition derby instead of athleticism and skill. Since hockey is played on a battlefield, according to NHL coaches, what D&D character type should be the scratch forward? Uh, I think... Ooh. I think we're going to have to go... No? Hmm. My first, in, my first instinct was Bard. <laughs> that was my first instinct, too, but also they provide so much support. That, see, that's, what, that, that's where I went then, because I was like, they provide so much support... And they, um, they, they, they're good at buffing. Mm -hmm. They have, oh, they have, they have, but I feel like. They get like 18 bonus actions. I know. I, as, as a bard in one of my, one of my games right now, I do know. Although I will say that they don't get real good until like they get to higher level. Lower level bards are like the fucking pits. I actually think I'm going to stick with bards because I don't feel like enough GMs truly appreciate buffering, okay. buffing skills. I don't, I don't, I don't think that they are truly appreciated. Pizza, get, see Jason Spezza. Yeah. <laughs> who yeah. is a supportive, passy kind of player who is getting benched right now for Blake Como and, you know, <laughs> come on. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm sticking with bard, actually. Going with my gut. Would you scratch the bard, is my question. Would I scratch the bard? No, I would not scratch the bard. I think that's the question. Who would you scratch? Who would I scratch? I feel like I would scratch the barbarian. Well, yeah, because... Mm, yeah, because if they go into a rage, all they're doing is, like... Yeah, I feel knocking like they're, about. They're, they're creating too many opportunities for counterattacks. Yeah, I think so, too. Mm, yeah, I think... My feeling, like my second thought is sorcerer, and I don't really know why that's my second thought. I think maybe I just haven't played against enough sorcerers or played. I haven't ever played. Here's the thing about the sorcerer: is like they don't have that many spell slots, and they only get like I think they only get like yeah, they're glass cannons. Um, so they're good that one time and then kind of not again. I don't know. Their spell slots aren't too bad. I'm now looking at a list of classes. <laughs> yeah, that's why I, I had to go and, like, look at the classes just to make sure yeah. I didn't talk anything up. Uh, who am I thinking of then? Am I thinking of a You're warlock? thinking of warlocks. Oh, See, then, yeah. I'm fully on the warlock train. I'm all about that. Like, yeah, they only get two spell slots, but they can have 80 trick hand trips. They can have, um, a, like, a billion decantrips. They only have four at their highest level. You can learn extra cantrips, though, in a lot of uh, ways. Oh. Yeah, like, you're given four, but you can generally, I think you have the ability to um, add more warlocks. More, more mm. cantrips. And and uh, you get, like, all these warlock abilities just from who you pick. Mm. But also, I do only have two spell slots. I don't know. I'm still scratching the barbarian. I think it's too many, too many I, openings. You know, I and I, I agree with that because I think it's too many openings for counterattacks. And like, I feel like in that sense, we're if if we're scratching the barbarian, we're scratching Brett Ritchie every game, and I'm actually okay with that. Yeah, this feels this feels correct. So that feels it feels like I'm making a correct decision scratching a barbarian. Way to be right, Marin. Yeah, let's pat ourselves in the back. <laughs> High five across the airwaves. And that's all we have for you today.
Uh, this was a fun question. I I really like um, D&D questions because we're big nerds. We are super giant fucking nerds. And if you want to come nerd out with us on social media, you can find us on Twitter. I'm at Classlicity. I am at Marinish. And you can find our official Twitter where we get questions and gather them like our precious, precious horde at Deep Heart Hockey. And if you have a longer question, comment, or want to defend your barbarian, uh, you can email us at deepharthockey at gmail.com. If you're defending your barbarian, though, you have to submit a stat sheet as well. And you can also find our official blog where we're going to talk about dogs this summer at deepharthockey.wordpress.com. Bye! Bye!